joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. As a holistic health practitioner, I am often in search of the most highly natural, holistic, and organic herbs and essential oils, as well as other products for my clients. And I was recently in search of a very special blend of essential oils, and I could not find it. And then I stumbled across the company called 21 Drops. And what I really like about 21 Drops is the philosophy You see, 21 Drops believes that essential oils are the root of it all, benefiting the mind, the body, and the spirit. And they believe that these are the fragrant and highly concentrated molecules that are extracted from various parts of the plant, such as the leaves, the fruit, the wood, the seeds, and the flowers, to get the most yummiest part of the essential oil from that particular plant. Now, interestingly, essential oils represent a critical part of both the plant's immune system as well as the survival mechanisms. Now, what makes this really special is because plants and man have evolved alongside each other with the same chemistry. Once these oils are inhaled or absorbed into the bloodstream, they interact with the body, creating balance and wellness. The science of aromatherapy is actually based on this principle itself. Now, at 21 Drops, they source their essential oils from organically grown herbs and plants collected sustainably all over the globe. And this results in their oils being distilled in the purest, most effective form. Select essential oils are carefully infused to create the most customized solution to each and every one of 21 Blend Drop solutions. And that includes from headache to heartache. 21 Drops captures the incredible power of the pure essential oils for their therapeutic blends that not only empower their customers, but also their friends to be better and feel better. Now, what they've done is chosen a unique palette for their 21 Drops blends comprising of hard-working adaptogens combined with more targeted and delicate plant species for specific effects. And what's even most fabulous about 21 Drops is all of their oils are 100% organic or wild-crafted and are sourced from distillers all around the globe. So if you're in search of that specific essential oil that you would like to bring into your life and utilize to create balance and wellness, then you need to visit 21 Drops. Dot com. Again, that's 2121drops.com. The number two, the number one, drops.com. Thanks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. I am Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous, and I am your host for this next hour that we're going to be indulging in with regards to blissful living. And we are going to talk about um, the next 
Level of Living with my special guest today, Early Jackson Jr. Now, Early Jackson Jr. Um, is recognized as a social activist and has been laboring to bring balance, skill, relevance, and understanding to people of all nationalities. And what he also does is he is a, you know, very successful life coach. He's done a lot of things. He's a speaker. He is out and about just trying to bring his passion for teaching um, us how we can really basically up-level our way of living. And so without me talking too much and messing things up, because I want to get early in here early, so to speak, I'm just going to say welcome to the show, Early Jackson Jr., and uh, tell us how you're doing today. Well, Rochelle, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm always excited, and um, one of the reasons why is because I never lose my level of expectation. I believe that, you know, things, you can lose a lot of things. You can lose cars, you can lose homes, you can lose worldly goods. But when you're committed to expectation, in fact, one of them, um, I'm a Bible reader, one of my favorite Bible verses says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And that scripture literally means that when you put off and continue to put off into the distant future, uh, your the, the greatness, the the, the happiness, the joy that you know you should be possessing now, it eventually wears down your insides and, and inadvertently wears down your outside. So I believe people aren't sick on the outside just because of an ailment, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're not walking in our purpose. So every morning I get up, I'm excited to step out there and get my purpose going and see what great, what great things going to happen today. I love that. I know I, I also wanted to tell the audience, um, the listeners, that, you know, Early is a international speaker. Um, he's an author of a few books that I'm just going to mention real quickly, Groomed for, for Greatness, 31 Days to an Empowered Life, 50 Affirmations for Next Level Living, Tweet Your Way to Greatness, and 10 Mistakes I Made Before 30 and How to Avoid Them. So we have a lot that we can dwell in that I'm sure you guys out there in the listening world is going to really be able to grab onto and really incorporate maybe some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today with regards to, um, you know, early. So I just want to get started. So now, early, you, you, you know, we're going to be talking about or we're really talking about next level living. What exactly does that mean to you? Well, Rochelle, what happens is where we are right now is usually a fraction of, of where we should be based on our potential. See, every one of us is born with this incredible, insatiable DNA that, that is craving to succeed. I don't believe anybody woke up one day and said, you know what, I'm going to be homeless. I'm, I'm just going get to get rid of all my stuff and just live from, you know, meal to meal. So we, as humans, we rarely live up to the potential that's in us. That's why the grave is probably one of the most, um, most well-populated places for talent because we tend to take those things to the grave with us without ever manifesting them. Next-level living is simply taking your life and cranking it up a notch. It's the difference between good and great, average and extraordinary. It's what the difference between 211 degrees is when water is hot and 212 degrees when water is boiling and it creates steam, and from steam we can get locomotion, we can power um, buildings, we can do all these other things. It's that last bit of oomph 
to push you over the edge so that we're walking in what we're dreaming about. I like that, and it it really does help um, to solidify a foundation with regards to, you know, even though you may be at one spot in your life, you could always really, you know, take it to the next level and, and really expand upon you know, living a more positive and better life with that. And I know you've had, you know, some, um, you've overcome some difficulties in your life. And so I just, listeners out there, this show, this may be something that may touch you. Um, please, you know, take notes. Um, again, you can always listen to the show later, but, um, this is going to be really, a really engaging experience because early is going to just share with us, you know, a ton of information with regards to how we can next level our living. And, you know, he's written written several books. And so um, we're just going to tap into some of that, and hopefully we push some buttons for some of you guys that make you want to reach out and get in contact with him after the show so that you can next level or rather up-level your living. Um, and with regards to that, I um, I want you to tell me, how does one groom themselves or where does one start to begin to, you know, take their living up to that next level? That's a great question, Rochelle. And I, I, I believe that it starts with the self and honest self, self-evaluation. See, I, I, Rochelle, we're a society now. Our culture has shifted over the last maybe 10 years, and we're a society, society that doesn't embrace feedback. Ever since the term hater was introduced, uh, we anyone that gives us feedback, anyone that gives us correction, anyone that offers training to us, uh, what happens is people are now drawn back and say, well, they're just hating on me because they don't want me to succeed. Well, that would be like Michael Jordan telling Phil Jackson, his coach, when he tells him, you know what, you need to arc your shot a little bit more, that he's just hating on me because he doesn't want me to be a champion. Right. No, quite the contrary. You can't be a champion without mentorship. You can't be a champion without someone giving you feedback. Keith Ferrazzi, um, great self-help um, guru, said that feedback is a friend no matter who brings it. So it starts with absorbing your environment and finding out the stuff that people have been noticing about you for a long time. We have blind spots all around us, and we are where most of us are doing the best we can with what we know. The problem is we don't know enough. And we'll never know enough until we open up ourselves to more feedback and even criticism. See, the the deal is when you get that kind of information, now you know what you need to work on. And next level living starts with assessing where you are now and being cold, hard, and honest with yourself and knowing that, you know what, where I am is awesome, but there's an even greater place waiting for me. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. It's it's really interesting because people do take criticism as, as we say, hating. You know, they're just hating mm-hmm. on me. They don't want me to succeed or whatever. But when you really step back, it's like having something, you know, on the tip of your nose and you can't see it. And then someone okay. points it out to you and you're like, oh, girl, you just don't – you." You, you just don't like me because my makeup is flawless or something like that. And they're like, no, your makeup is flawless, except for you got a booger on the tip of your nose, and I'm trying to help you out, right? It's, it's, and, and, Rochelle, <laughs> the deal is success leaves clues. Right. Success always leaves clues. When we first moved here from Philadelphia to the um, Virginia area, uh, Philadelphia had some incredible shopping malls in their, in their you know, right in that local area that my wife enjoyed. Uh, And when we got here, someone told her, you have to visit MacArthur Mall. This is a big mall. You have to visit it. So, of course, within two days, we were there. 
And it was overwhelming. We were standing there. But in every mall, there's this big placard that you walk up to and you see all the stores that you want to go to, but you can't start going there until you find the red dot that says you You are here. here." (laughs) And I believe we want success. We're hungry for it. John Maxwell said we're not losing. He said people aren't winning because they don't know why they're losing, which means they don't have a proper assessment of where they are. Find yourself on that big red dot that says you're here and then map out and plot your course. Beautiful. It's it's almost like you have to really, uh, I'm what I'm taking from you is you have to really develop the sense of awareness as to where you are, be comfortable with that so that you can get to where you want to be. It's like if you don't really know where you are, you're not aware of it, and, and the feedback you're getting from people is um, you're taking it as criticism or they're just hating on you, so to speak, then it's really going to be extremely difficult for you to even take that next step to even make it you know, that step forward to make it to the next level. So That's absolutely right. Yeah. So tell us um tell us now when we become aware of, you know, where we are with regards to the whole big scheme of things and we we're not feeling comfortable where we are because you know we believe that it's not it's not the right place for us. What is you know, what is something people can do to kind of shift their focus and and get them back to that forward momentum that we so desire. Okay. Well, after you decide, after you become aware, as you said, of of your location, now you got to start asking yourself, where do I want to go? Not where does society say I want to go. Not where does my parents think I want to go. Not even where my spouse suggests I go. But where do I want to go? Because the real definition of success, Rochelle, is finding the place of purpose that was created just for you. It's the difference between buying off the rack and getting custom made. See, when we're born, we come out and we have no consciousness. We're barely self-conscious. You know, we know that we're there somehow. <laughs> and and our parents look at us and, and they say, in your case, they said, oh, look at her nose, look at her ears. You know, we're going to call her Rochelle. <laughs> now, you didn't pick your name. Your name was given to you. And one day in a playpen, you were playing with a doll, and they said, you know what, I think Rochelle's going to be a fashion queen, honey, because every time I see her, she's playing dress-up with her dolls. <laughs> Still, you haven't developed that. You haven't decided. You haven't made a conscious. You're not conscious of your future yet. But these things that we usually walk into, they're inherited by the our environment. Now, that can be tricky because our environments, whether they were intended or unintentionally, sometimes our environments that we come from aren't as functional as we like. I mean, we all come from, at our family reunions, we can all pick out dysfunction. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's just like a lineup, you know. And, and, but these are the, this is the, the birthplace of our consciousness. So it, you can't really move forward until you at least acknowledge that the system that you were given could have been flawed. Maybe someone was trying to suggest something to you, and I've noticed this with my children as well, Rochelle, because we tend to pass on our fears, our failures, and our faults to our children. So it it, it takes a period of time where you grow up and start thinking for yourself. Now, I have to warn your listeners, Rochelle, because that's when you become an outcast. Nothing will get you put out of the herd of normal and average quicker than self-thought. When you start thinking for yourself and saying, well, that's not really what I want, that's when you find out who your friends are. Because that's so true. Start, that's you true. Know, when you, people are fine with you as long as you're going along to get along. Mm-hmm. 
But when you start having an independent thought in your own head about what your future is going to look like, it's going to upset some people. And you have to be willing to go through that process to get to your future. So it really takes you deciding what success is going to look like for you. It, for some people, three BMWs in the parking, in, in the garage, in a huge house, doesn't is not what success looks like to them. To them, success is spending every Saturday on the soccer field with their child. The important thing is that you don't compare yourself with someone else because nobody has to live with your success or your failures other than you, more closely and intimately than you. I like how you mentioned, um, you know, with regards to when you're born and, you know, you're put in a, you know, you don't pick your family, you're born into a family. Sometimes you don't pick the path that you take in school. You're, you know, you're guided and molded by what your your parents think you should be, what, and I'm saying this loosely, what they quote unquote think you should be doing. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when my kids were, when my youngest son was playing basketball in, in high school and he, you know, was all-star, all-league, um, I had to really correct my husband with regards to this is not you. This is not your path. This is him. And what I know you want the best for him, but you can't live your dream through him if that's not what's right for him. He needs to find what's right for him and then make his own way in the world. You know, we we get the tools, we help our children to grow and develop the best way we can, but a lot of times you find parents instilling their dreams, their their, you know, wishes, their wants upon their children and the children get so bombarded with that that it's almost like they ha- they feel compelled to do it because they think if they decide to, you know, do they want to be a doctor and and, and not play basketball or whatever, they decide to do that, then they're letting their family down and, and then they feel bad, you know, or they're outcasted or whatever. So I like that you mentioned that sometimes you have to leave the herd, so to speak, and go your own way. And you may be you may be alone for a little bit, but lo and behold, if if people really love you and support you, um those that will be there for you will come back into your life and embrace you with your decisions you make. And, and you know, all of that can be extremely stressful and overwhelming to people. It is. And, and honestly, Rochelle, that's why we tend to flock or really go gaga over celebrities. Because even the, t- the word celebrity, it, it means someone who should be celebrated. Well, why should they be celebrated? Because they had a dream to be something or to do something, and they had the guts to do it. I don't believe that there's any success story without an incredible story of loneliness and transition into that spot. Because That's why we celebrate them, because they had the guts to do it. But we don't have to always sit on the sideline and be a spectator. If we start going for our dreams, we begin to learn how to celebrate ourselves. And I always say you should be in a position where you're celebrated and not agitated. (laughs) I love that's beautiful. And I'm going to emphasize that y'all listening out there today, if you don't take anything else from our conversation that me and earlier are having, take the fact that you should be celebrating yourself because you are the most important person in your world, whether you want to recognize that or not. So I love that. I love, love, love that. Now, I want to get into a little bit, you know, you you wrote the the book Groom for Greatness: Thirty One Days to an Empowered Life. Tell us what does an empowered life mean to you? Okay, 
great. I love this. <laughs> empowerment is my thing. It's it's what gets me up in the morning. It's what keeps me up late at night, just thinking of that term, empowerment. And, and Rochelle, the reason why is because years ago I was having a conversation with someone, and they were talking about the help that they needed. And I, I, I got, for lack of a better term, it was a revelation that we don't need help. Help implies a deficiency on the person receiving it. We need empowerment. Mm-hmm. Empowerment means you have the power. I'm just going to show you where the on switch is. When you walk out of your home and come back in, you don't go call the power company and say, hey, I need you to turn this power back on. The power has been there. You just cut the switch off. So what we do at New Direction Coaching Associates is we just lead people to the switch. We ask a bunch of questions like why, and we ask that 10, 20 times because as you dig back those layers and, and peel back those layers and uncover, we get the truth is in us. We are, we are bred. We are born, Rochelle, to house truth and, and power and, and victory. We just have been covered and covered and covered with a bunch of junk from our past. Right. I go back to the analogy of children. I never forget this. My son and I have five beautiful children, um, a set of twin daughters, and then um, a 17-year-old, a 13-year-old, and an 11-year-old. Now, that last one, Mr. Aaron Isaiah Jackson, he is he's the one that reminds me more of, of my myself as a kid than any – so much fun <laughs> here. There's and, always um, one. There's always one. It, it, he's the one. Um, <laughs> and uh, I remember I was standing at the bottom of the stairs, and he was standing at the very top. And he said, early, early. Uh, no, he said, Daddy, get me. And I said, come on, jump. I was joking with him. I said, come on. And when I turned around and when I looked up in the air, Rochelle, he was already airborne. Oh. Now, thank God I caught him. Well, that had been a whole other story. <laughs> but I caught him. <laughs> and and again, it was one of those aha moments for me that he had no consciousness of fear. There was no, there was nothing in him that said, this is stupid. Nobody jumps from the top flight of a set of stairs. And I believe that that's how we're born. We're born daring. We're born ready to leap and figure out how to fly in the air. We're ready to start businesses. We're ready to do incredible innovations. But as we grow up, we start hearing no, 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 sit down, stop. Stop talking. Be quiet. Sit down. Stop. No talking. Be quiet. And then we get put into a public school situation where teachers are teaching one way, and if you don't know how to learn that way, God forbid you want to learn by kinetics and you learn better with motion or with music, then you have ADD. Put him on some medicine so he can sit down, be quiet, and stop. We spend all this time suppressing ourselves, and then after graduation, they want to take the restraints off and say, now go be successful. That's backwards. There's no way after 12 years of suppression, 12-plus years of suppression, that you can actually grow from that. So empowerment is all about flipping that switch on that's been sitting there since you got put in public school systems and you've been craving to do something incredible and crazy and out off the wall and out of the box. That's what we help our clients discover. So how would one go about flipping that empowerment switch on? Even, you know, other than coming to you guys and and having you guys work, you know, work with them. But, you know, to someone listening out there right now, how would what what is something that they can do to, first of all, recognize that they do have a switch other than you just told them? And then how do they turn that on? Well, it it starts with um, really being waking up. And that sounds crazy because we're, we're having a conversation in the middle of the day, but we're up, but we're not awake. 
We're functioning, we're existing, but we're not awake. When you begin to awaken to your purpose, I believe that your ears, your eyes, and your mouth are the three things that are most effective. And I'll start with your ears. You'll, the, fil- the filters on your ears would switch when you start awakening to your purpose, and you'll start becoming allergic to people that make excuses, to people that complain, and to people who don't want to go anywhere. It, it'll, it'll be like ch- someone scratching a chalkboard. <laughs> I was standing in the line at the um, supermarket not too long ago, and a lady turned around and looked at me, total stranger, willing to share her negativity. She turned around and said, you know what, if prices keep going up like this, I'm not even going to be able to afford to eat. And at that moment, I said, wow, that's a, that's a powerful statement, whether she realizes or not, because the power of death and life is in our tongue. It's, it's in what we say and in what we hear. So I said, well, I, I guess if, the, power, I, I guess if the, the price of food keeps going up, I'm just going to have to earn more. And I took a negative and had to flip it, but my ears were, were keen to hearing negativity and excuses. Our eyes, our eyes are affected because we stop looking at the obvious and start looking at the impossible. We stop looking at the obvious and start looking for the impossible. That means when, when, you, when, when people that are awake come into an obstacle, they don't go, well, I guess it's just not meant for me to have it. They start looking for the ways to make it happen. They're the people that stop saying, I'm trying, and they start saying, I'll make it happen. I'll figure it out. Not too long ago, I had a major situation in front of me, and, and I felt worry really creeping up on me. And I said, you know what? If I don't have a solution now, I'll have one, because every problem was born with a solution. Oh, and then lastly, that's beautiful. <laughs> Say that one again. Say that one every again. Problem, every problem was born with a solution. There would not exist a problem if there wasn't a way to figure it out. In fact, the way to figure it out was there first, according to Albert Einstein. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I believe that if you stick with some, and, and I love what he said, Einstein said, I'm not smarter than anyone else. I just have a more stubbornness. I stick with things longer than anyone else. Trying to figure out the solution to the problem. Yeah. Exactly. How many times in our lives, how many listeners right now, Rochelle, were two feet from gold, literally two feet from gold, had been digging for years, and one day they dropped their pitchforks and walked away, and some Joe Schmo just happened to buy their land, walk up, and dig for two feet and strike gold right in a place that they walked away from. That's what empowerment means. Oh, yeah, I love it. It sounds so yummy. And, and it, it really, I think when you recognize that and you embrace it and you incorporate it into your life, your life begins to change dramatically. Now, we're not saying, you guys out there listening, that, you know, everything is going to be peaches and cream. However, when you have the ability and, and the wherewithal to recognize the empowerment, and, and like Early said, there's a solution to every problem. The problem wouldn't exist without the solution, you know, being there. When you recognize that, it just gives you a little bit more of something to hang on to that can propel you forward, and you won't stop two feet from gold. So um, I really, really like that, and I think that, you know, will help people to keep going even when times are the toughest and you feel like you're in the bottom of the barrel and there's no way out um just know that don't stop just keep going forward and and you will eventually attract what you're seeking positive Rochelle if I could just throw this in too I think that for some reason we're under this impression that we have to do life alone and we don't 
I mean, okay, you said earlier, we don't pick the family we're born in. Mm -hmm. However, we can pick the people we surround ourselves with. And and I believe that when we when we're really ready to step over into that level of greatness, we'll stop making excuses for our lives and stop and start taking ownership of our lives. And that means saying, hey, you know what? If this relationship that I'm in with someone, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a coworker, if it doesn't serve a greater purpose in my life, why am I holding on to it? Because half of our troubles could be alleviated if we just simply start surrounding ourselves with people that are are trying to do something in the field that we're doing. It's kind of like when I when I worked at University of Phoenix, I talked to a lot of students, and and during our, our academic intake, I would talk to them about their circle of influence, and they you know they said, no, I'm here, I want to go to school. I said right, but you don't realize that while you're sitting here with me, the people, the five people closest to you are in here as well, and when you leave this room today. You're going to go home and say, hey, I'm, I just enrolled in college. And they're going to say, wow, uh, do you have time to do that? Wow, how, how are you going to do that with your work schedule? And, and it's, it's, it's crazy because we don't realize we are directly influenced by these people. So much so Harvard um, Medical Journal put out a, 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 a study years ago, years ago, and they, they had followed a pocket of people for about 10 to 15 years. And they found out, uh, Rochelle, that after this that study was concluded, all of them weighed within about 10 pounds of each other. Oh. And all of them made within about $7,000 of each other because water seeks, water rises to its own level. And if you ever want to get more, you're going to have to change, to have the guts to change your circles of influence and start connecting with people that have more. That's point blank. That's so true. You know, when I was um, younger and on my journey of, um, you know, educating myself, you know, all my friends, you know, they weren't they weren't where I was. I mean, I just I love going to school. And so I was always, you know, I'd work 40 hours and then go to school at night and get off work, go home, cook dinner and then go to school. And I was always by myself. But, you know, I thought, well, gee, this is you know, it, it, I, I didn't think about it at the time because I was I was young. I was just doing what I wanted to do because I knew it was good for me and it was going to lead to better things for me in my life in the future. But a few years ago, I had the privilege of um, meeting a wonderful lady, and um, she's actually became a, a good friend, and I, I love her to pieces. And her name is Sandra Yancey, and she's kind of like she was, you know. Um, She's kind of a mentor, so to speak, to me, just by what she says. But one thing she stuck that she said when I first heard her speak was that you need to surround yourself with people who you aspire to be like. And I thought, you know, that's so true because if you're living down in the dumps and you aspire to be, you know, living, I want to say, on Fifth Avenue, the people that you live in with down in the dumps can't help you get to Fifth Avenue. However, when you befriend someone that may live close to Fifth Avenue or, you know, live on Fifth Avenue, that person can open up a whole new way of life and a whole new side of vision for you that you're not able to see because they see things differently than those people that you've surrounded yourself with, say, you know, down in the dumps for whatever reason. And so it's mm -hmm. like beautiful that, you know, you're saying this and it just it's just hitting back home with me with regards to that's so true. You know, be surround yourself with positive people. Um you know, and, and sometimes that's really hard for people because, you know, people have been on our lives for a long time. You, we call them our homies, so to speak. But your homies aren't always the best 
for you that's going to empower you or get you to where you want to be. Sometimes they actually hold you back and they instill all that negativity stuff. Girl, you just think you better than us or blah, 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 blah. And that's just not it. That's just not it. It's just I see things or you out there in the listening world may see yourself in a better, you know, a different spot. That's all I say. It's just a different spot on the, you know, that line that we live in on this plane here on earth. And success starts with your willingness to do it by yourself. See, we live in a committee-based society. So, hey, who wants to go on a diet with me? And we throw it on Facebook and wait for responses. Hey, who wants to start eating healthy with me? Anybody down with me? Be down with yourself. Because if you're willing Amen to do it by to yourself, if you're willing to do it by yourself, you won't have to do it by yourself long. Trust me. But the, it starts with the mindset. How far are you willing to go by yourself? But there are some people who would rather commit to a life of mediocrity to have company than they would to commit to a life of excellence and possibly be alone. Love it. Beautiful. I, I love that you said start with yourself first. I always say that to people, too. You can't rely on someone else to take care of yourself, your health, your no. wellness, whatever. You have to really start with yourself, and you have to make that <laughs> adjustment. And I laugh when you say, you know, girl, you know, how, how many of y'all want to be on a diet with me? Well, why do you need people? If you know, I'm going to just put it out there. If you know you're fat or overweight or whatever the case may be, you have medical issues that are related to that, why do you need a... a you know, a gang of of people following you are doing the same thing. Make that point to take care of yourself first. And, and as soon as people see, girl, you look good, what you've been doing, you will attract that. And you will attract those people into your life, and they'll want to know what you're doing, and then you can help them. But you start it by yourself. And, and, exactly. And Rocha, have you ever been on a road trip with a couple of people, maybe in college or something like that? Well, You've no, been on road trip just before. just me, my dad, my mom, and my brother. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Okay, <laughs> Camry. So you you guys are riding along, and one person in the car is hungry, and they start saying it. Start. It sounds like this. Is anybody else hungry in here? <laughs> Nobody else want anything. Ooh, there's a Wendy's. Ooh, we just passed Burger King. Uh oh. Okay, KFC. Ten miles. Oh yes. Those people. If you're the minority and you really want it, it's amazing how you can change the minds of everybody else in that car. And after about 15 minutes of you going on, somebody says, well, I mean, I could eat. (laughs) Yeah, I could do something. Because why? Because hunger wasn't affecting anyone else but you. Right. Now, we'll do that with our stomachs, but we won't do that with our success. And isn't that interesting? And why do you think people people withhold that from themselves? Because it's easier to blame it on someone else when it doesn't work. See, if you have a group mentality and it doesn't go well, you can say, well, I I mean, I didn't stay on that Atkins diet because, you know, my my dining group or, you know, the people that we walk with, that's a good one. I'll I'll say that. Um, (laughs) In corporate America, you know, the ladies would bring the sneakers and, you know, they'd have the socks that come out of their heels. Okay, girls, we're going to go walking at lunchtime. And the first time everybody don't want to go with them, they have an excuse not to go. See, when you do it by yourself, you're accountable to yourself. But when you when you mask it under the guise of just going along with the group, if the group doesn't feel like doing it, well, I mean, they wanted to go down to the cafeteria. They didn't want to walk today. See, when you start by yourself, it makes you accountable to yourself. And nobody's to blame but the only person there, which is you. Oh, love it. Love, love, love it. So, okay, so now, how do people move through that? 
you know, that that being stuck in, um, I guess you I guess basically they need to take responsibility for themselves. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. And that's correct. And they need to do something. They need to do something today. I believe in MAP, Massive Action Plans. Do something today, right now. I mean, I've talked to clients, um, Rochelle, who have been working through um, interviewing different trainers for three weeks, four weeks, and they've already been given a, a, a I don't want to say a death sentence, but they've been, getting a stern, they've been given a stern warning from their doctors. And they're saying, and I said, well, what's going on? How much weight have you lost since the doctor said that? Oh, no, no. I mean, I'm trying to, I ordered the PX90 or P90X, whatever one it is. Um, I'm going <laughs> to you here in a month. Um, I'm interviewing trainers. I, I went to about three different gyms looking around. You don't need to look. You need to start walking upstairs today. Hello? You need to start moving your thighs today. You don't need everything in place to start. You just need the heart to start. And I believe that we're stuck in neutral because we're waiting for everything to align. Well, I'll go back to school when things aren't as busy. When have you ever known your life not to be busy? I mean, really, I'm, I'm going to get my money together, you know, after I finish paying. No, put $10 up today. Start some momentum because you don't go from nothing to change. You start with momentum, bigger actions, and then you graduate to change. That's the way life works. It, you have to create some momentum. I, I love that. That's a beautiful thing that you're saying with regards to, you know, start something today. Because when you said, um, you know, people, well, I've, I've got my P, whatever it is, 90 or mm -hmm. Julian Michaels thing <laughs> or whatever it is. And, girl, have you started working? On, well, girl, I'm waiting for, you know, I ordered some workout clothes and, Okay, but, I gotta get that cute yoga gear, right. girl. But you know, <laughs> girl, you working out at home, so ain't nobody gonna see you in the workout clothes if you're doing Jillian Michaels thing or the PX90 or whatever it's called, right? So why exactly. can't you just do it, you know, in your skimmies or whatever? Well, because you know, I want to look right and feel the part. Well, really, uh, and then you know, we all have gone to the gym and see these people that they're there every day, and they're in their mm -hmm. workout clothes, and you'll see them around the town or city. And they work out clothes, but when they're at the gym, all they're working out is their job because they're not really working out. They're talking to everybody, they social, you know, but you, it, it, it's just like, come on, just sit at that piece of equipment and start doing it. <laughs> because most of them only want to buy workout gear so they can post a picture on Instagram and then check in on Facebook <laughs> and say, at the gym, gym flow, and they're not doing anything. There's no flow there. Flow <laughs> indicates movement. <laughs> There's no movement. I love it. Oh, this Come is... Come on, Rochelle. You see that stuff on Facebook, and oh. you're like, okay. Yes, I do. Okay, really. <laughs> All right, y'all. Got to get this workout going. No, you don't tell, don't tell us. See, what I love about excellence, excellence doesn't need an announcement. Excellence just is. If you're announcing everything you're doing, chances are you're not doing anything. Thank you. Say that one again. If you're announcing everything you're doing, chances are you're not doing anything. Or as the younger generation would say, don't talk about it. Be about, be about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, love it, love it, love it. This is so fun. I'm, I love you early. This is just so fun. Because you like, we are, I, you know, as a, as a, if you could see me, you know how the kids do with their fingers, eye, eye to eye, right? That's what I'm doing. Right, right, right. I got you. I got you. <laughs> we there. We right there. Okay, so now. You know, the person has began to, you know, turn on that switch for empowerment 
and they're starting to feel the positivity and the things happening in their life that's really helping them to, you know, next level their living or up level their living. What else would you, what else would you, I mean, of course, you know, recommending getting all your books and stuff that's going to help them fabulously as well. But what, what else would you recommend someone that says, I've started that, but then I have this challenge in my life and I'm, you know, I've been set back and now I'm afraid. I would say great because now you know what, now you've just been given a lesson. Setbacks and failures are tuition in the school of life. And, and I want to take about just maybe two or three minutes, Rochelle, and okay. if you're listening right now, get a blank piece of paper. Get a blank piece of paper, and I'm going to give you probably four sessions of coaching in three minutes. The first thing you want to do is you want to figure out what your goal is. But you can't do that until you stop calling every dream a goal. And I know people right now say, well, what's the difference between a dream and a goal? A date? <laughs> a, dream is, a dream is just a dream. It's wonderful. I have wonderful dreams. But <laughs> every dream that I have doesn't turn into manifestation because there's no date attached to it. Well, I'm going to get my money together. When? Uh, I, I figure you're probably going to be one of the people that on Facebook, December the 30th through the 31st, they're talking about what, what, what's going to happen. they got their New Year's cliches already. It's a new year. I'm cleaning up my Facebook, and I'm, gonna, I'm really going to be on my grind this year. You don't have to talk about it. Put dates there. When people start talking to me about what they want out of life, I stop them and say, when? When would now be a good time for you? Because if you're not doing anything in the present, you don't have anything to show for it. So the first thing you need to do is distinguish what your goal is. A goal are those things that you have a date, a concrete date attached to it, and you have put the emotional, you have, you have made the emotional investment into that thing. Now, that's big. That's number two, make an emotional investment. Get a picture. Put it on the refrigerator. I have stuff all over the place. When I go into either, either one of the bathrooms in our home, there are things on the, there are things on the mirrors. There, in, in my office, there's a huge mirror. There, there are clippings of places that I want to, pre, excuse me, I want to um, be able to participate in and go to by the time I'm 45. I put dates to them, and now I've made an emotional investment because when you stare at something, you look at it, you begin to absorb the image of it, you're making an emotional investment. The, sixth, the third thing you need to do is you need to anticipate and start mapping out what you're going to do with obstacles. Now, can you imagine, Rochelle, jumping on an airplane and hearing your captain come over the intercom and say, wow, we're going into a storm, and I've never been through this before. <laughs> Oh, boy, if I were you, I'd sit down and put your seatbelts on because this is a new one. No, they've gone through simulations. They've they've anticipated every which way for it to go wrong. And this is where this third portion, Rochelle, is where the people around you are very valuable. I'm a visionary. I dream huge. My wife is detail-oriented. I believe God put us together strategically for that because I come home and bust in the door, Rochelle, like, babe, I got an idea. And she's like, oh, boy, okay, <laughs> how much money have you already given to this idea? <laughs> and then she'll start asking me questions. Well, do you need a permit for that? Is there special parking at this event? Do you, need, do you have someone to do this? Do you have someone to do it? You need people around you who can help you identify potential pitfalls. Because if you don't have them, you're always going to be disappointed and frustrated until you start ant- going through a simulation of stuff that could go wrong. Well, I, I don't want to talk negative. I, I want to have faith. Well, no, faith and planning go hand in hand. <laughs> so it's not a lack of faith when you plan. You plan for the, you hope for the best, 
but you better plan for the worst. Once you start um, making that emotional investment, then you start um, anticipating obstacles. The last thing that you need to do is you need to surround yourself with people with a totally different skill set. Absolutely, you need the opposites of you. We tend to gravitate to people who are just like us. You know why? Because we're very comfortable with ourselves. We're very comfortable with our with our shortcomings. But when we start putting ourselves in the company of people who have different skill sets, they challenge us. But they do more than just challenge us, Rochelle. They actually help us succeed. We were meant, we are connective people. We are meant to connect with one another and overlap our skills. It's I believe the true definition of a covenant is my strengths for your weaknesses and vice versa. I cover you and you cover me. That's and that's how we really activate success in our lives. That's beautiful. So um, <clears throat> it's all about anticipating and anticipating what you, you know you expect to be the worst thing that can happen, and then being prepared for it. So as you go through your goal, your journey of empowered, you know, living an empowered life, and and all that good stuff. If things, if you hit a speed bump in the road, or you know, or pothole, or even a tree in the middle of the road, you have mm-hmm. some, you know, you've already thought about this, and so you have some idea of how you may get around this obstacle. Now, you know, it's, it's an ideal until you actually put it into play. You don't know if it's going to work, but at least you've anticipated it so that Mm -hmm. if it does happen, you know, you can get through it. Um, Nine times out of ten, because you anticipated it, it probably won't happen, you know, but at least you're prepared. And that way you can still continue on your journey of empowerment and and up level, you know, up leveling your your life to the to the next level. So I think that's beautiful. And I I love that you gave those, you know, four four dates. I love I mean, the four for ingredients for that, which is, you know, set a date. Uh, as we say, don't talk about it, be about it. So set a date that makes it more concrete. Uh, you know, make it an emotional thing, anticipate and map it out, and then surround yourself with people uh, of a different total skill set because all that's going to do is help you to grow and expand more. Is that correct? That's absolutely right, Rochelle. And if when when we fail, when we do fail, and we will, we need to do an autopsy on that failure. Don't just bury it. Get rid of it. No. Let's let's cut it open. Where did I miss it? Because obviously I missed it for something. But that's when we say, well, I guess it just wasn't meant to be. That's a cop-out. I think that we, we, we tend to find things that just help us ease through these situations and not have to deal with them. You have to cut it open, look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Our, in our organization, we do that after every event, whether it was a successful event or not successful. We look, what do we do right? What do we want to do differently? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think again, I think it's just um, it's beautiful that you're laying this information, <laughs> you're laying it down for us, um, because I don't think a lot of people think about this or they want to do it and they get stuck or something happens or, you know, they, they're they not surrounded with the right people or, or they, you know, they, they can't let go because, you know, they're, they're being pulled in multiple ways and, and they just don't know how to let go without, you know, feeling rejected or outcast or whatever. And, and you're saying that's okay. That's okay. Because if, if, if you have a goal in life and you want to up left, up-level yourself, those things are going to happen. And when you know that up front, they're a lot easier to deal with um, 
than when you don't know. For instance, women having children. You know, you could talk about all day long how you think pregnancy is and childbirth is if you've never had a child. But the moment you have a child, (laughs) you know, you know the deal. And so when you get pregnant the next time, like your wife, you got, what, five kids, four or five kids, Mm -hmm. right? The next time it happened, both of you guys knew what to anticipate. Now, by the fifth one, y'all got it down. You know, you anticipate all these different things, and you just go with the flow. If something happens, it's just like, okay, we, we've been through this before. Let's do this. But, you know, it's, 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 a beautiful, it's beautiful what you're saying here because it's good wow. information for everyone. And, and so um, it, it's – You just touched on something incredible, Rochelle. Go ahead on. Tell me, tell me what I did. <laughs> Think about this in, in terms of carrying a vision. We 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 dream, we conceive. It, it's really a, a beautiful allegory of, of of a woman giving birth to a child. We dream, we conceive, and as we're growing with this thing, there's there's this this concern in the beginning because you want to get to that third trimester and you want to. You know, people, in fact, you know, I'm from the South, so they wouldn't tell anybody they were pregnant until they were about four months pregnant because they didn't want, you know, they didn't want to talk too soon and, you know, if something happens, they want to, you know, they, they'll let it show. And that's how we are with our dreams. We get them, we get an idea, it's come inside of us, it, it starts living with us, and, and we live with it until we can start feeling it. And if it's our first one, we have no idea what to expect. We have no idea what these contractions are going to be like to really bring this thing forth. But after that, now we can start, Once, like you said, once we go through that first time, it, it gets a little easier because <laughs> we know what to expect. And even when it's your first time, if you get around the right mothers who can get you ready, I mean, I with our first one, I mean, and I'm sure you've done it too with your children, mm-hmm. that first one, the diaper bag is huge. Oh, my Isn't goodness. It amazing? Yeah. That by the time you get to that last one, you got a plastic bag with two wipes, <laughs> And a pamper in there, and maybe a bottle, because you know how to handle this stuff. Maybe no, it's in your purse. You got a two pampers. <laughs> the little thing. With me, wife. I would just get a bag, a grocery bag. <laughs> yeah, we saved it just for. Come on, give me that. Give me that. Give me the applesauce packet. I don't yeah. need to carry all this stuff. I know exactly how to do this now. And and all the while, you got mothers that that are experienced telling new mothers, "Don't you buy no Air Jordans for that baby? That baby foot gonna grow so fast. Yes. You gonna spend all that money for this? And if you listen." They'll help you avoid some of the issues that you that that are going to come up. But when when we get our dreams, that's where we have we have to look at it. Just like when a mother's carrying a child, we have to carry that thing and and get the advice of those who are, who are seasoned mothers. Oh, this is beautiful. So since you're a seasoned father. <laughs> <laughs> and you're giving us this, you know, how we can next level our life and, you know, and be empowered and, and, and all that good stuff. This is really bona fide information that I think will help a lot of people that may be struggling with wanting to do something in their life that is going to lead them, quote unquote, away from the herd, so to be so to speak, and to help them, you know, it's helping them to know that it's okay that you be alone for a little bit. It's okay that you have this dream and you're going to, you know, you're going to nurture it and, 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 you know, 
develop it and nurture it and, and then eventually birth it because you're going to set a date. You're going to, you know, make an emotional commitment to it. You're going to anticipate and map out exactly what you would do if that or this or that or the other happens. And then you're going to surround yourself with people that have a total different skill set than yours that are going to help you bring this beautiful, beautiful dream of yours into fruition. And so I, I just think it's just phenomenal that if you just take the stuff that you said and just incorporate it into your life, you don't have to do it all at once. You just do mm-hmm. little pieces. It, it's going to make a tremendous effect and have a, a such a positive um a positive light on what you do and, and how you live and, and how you be and how you feel. Exactly. Our our mission at New Direction is to help people just have a better day today than they did yesterday. We're not going to get it all in one snapshot, and I think that's the unrealistic expectation we have, particularly in this age of self-help where you can go online and book yourself for a conference here or there and, you know, spend a lot of money going just running around trying to get somebody to fix your life, that's your job. Nobody is going to fix it but you. And if you just start doing one thing differently, again, I go back to what John Maxwell said, people aren't winning because they don't know why they're losing. I've tried my hand at golf just a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, my brother-in-law, however, he started playing golf. When he married my sister, I was maybe eight he started playing golf very shortly after that. I'm 41 now. So mm-hmm. he's, he's been playing a long time. Um, we were out in California with them, and I picked up some clubs, and I, I grabbed them, and I went to swing. He said, stop. I see what you're doing. I said, what? I haven't even hit the ball. He said, yeah. He's like, I, I know where it's going to go. You're going to slice it to the left. I said, well, let me hit. He said, go ahead and hit it. Hit it, slice to the left, into the pool, into, the, you know, the little water. The lagoon pad. or whatever, yeah. Exactly. And I, I, how, how did you know that? He said, because I've been doing this a long time. I see what you're about to do. I didn't know why I was losing. But just with a, a few tweaks in 10 minutes, my ball, the ball that I was hitting was straighter. And it wasn't perfect, but it was better than it was. If we can just do something every day to get a little bit better and a little bit better, after four weeks of that, four months of that, four years of that, where are we going to be in a better place? Mm-hmm. That's so yummy. That's beautiful. I'll take it back to <clears throat> the Michael Jordan analogy because I, you know, hey, I'm a sports fan to to the max. I'm, you know, <laughs> diehard sports fan. But you know, like you said, with regards to Michael Jackson, um, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, and his shot. You know, if Phil, you know, would have came and told him, say, hey, Michael, you know, I, you need to when you shoot the ball, leave your hand out there. Or it, it could have been his high school coach or whatever. But when you shoot mm-hmm. the ball, leave your hand out there. You know. Leave your hand out there. You know, when you shoot the ball, arc it just a little bit more. Leave your hand through. Follow through. You know, um, just kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. You know, now if he would have just looked at Phil or whoever and said, really, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm whoever. I'm Air Jordan. I don't need to listen to you. Exactly. I got natural skills and talent. You know, he would have been the greatest basketball player I know people going to be like, he's not, you know, because we have others that come along. But, it might, you know. <laughs> hey, I'm with you. I'm he is. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player. And if you ever listen to my show, Michael Jordan, I would love to have you on as a guest, if anybody knows. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, he took that information. If he would have gave up when he didn't make his high school, you know, basketball team, if he would have just gave up and succumbed, um, we wouldn't have Michael Jordan. We wouldn't have basketball the way it is played today. 
Um, exactly. But he didn't give up. He went back and worked at it. And he took that what he called maybe a failure as a lesson of, you know, I need to up-level my life. I need to up-level my game. And at that time, he was only 5'9". He up-leveled his game. And when he became 6'6", six, six, his game was off the hook. So it's it's Absolutely. just... Um, it's just taking these this information that you just you know gave to us and just really just taking a little bit of it each day and incorporating it into our lives and you never know you you do a little bit little bit little bit each day maybe by the tenth day you've hit a jackpot and you just start seeing things manifest but if you never make that that step to do anything you know then you're going to get the same results which is nothing. And you won't be Absolutely. able to take your life to that next level. And so, um, and guess what happens, Rochelle? When you continue to do the wrong thing every day, there's something called muscle memory. Uh-huh. And and since you're a sports fan, I'll throw this analogy in there. It's the difference between Shaq and Kobe at the free throw line. Oh yes. Three point two seconds in the game. I don't want Shaquille O'Neal at the free throw line. <laughs> no. And the reason why I don't want him is because his form is wrong. And his form is wrong because his foundation was wrong. Right. Whoever, and it's something that there was a coach somewhere who saw his greater potential and talent and overlooked the fact that he had to work. He didn't need more drills of dunking. He needed more drills of free throws back when he was in high school. And because there was no foundation, his form was incorrect. Now, when we start moving forward and people say, well, practice makes perfect. No, right practice makes perfect. You can, if you practice the wrong way every day, you're going to be horrible. Oh, yeah. And I think that in our lives, that's what's happened. Our foundation and our form was, is flawed based on what we did when we were 10 years old, 8 years old, information that we heard, things that we absorbed in our environment, whether it was our families or at school, when I when I was in school, my seventh grade teacher told me to get a trade because I wouldn't be successful. She told me, she said, you better get a trade because you can't keep still and you can't stop talking. <laughs> Little did she know that I would gain popularity and notoriety and earn from running my mouth. <laughs> I had to get my form right. <laughs> great teacher is listening because uh hello lady you were wrong <laughs> maybe i'll run into her at a book at one of my um book tours yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. it's been so fun early i know when um i knew when i you know saw everything coming through for you from you and and you know i, I had a talk with uh sharice um we, i just knew it was gonna be just fun and, and fabulous and so Unfortunately, we're at the our, you know the end of our time together, but you have been absolutely sensational, fabulous. I'm just going to give you just the you know the big fabulous fabulous I get dumb, I I get I feel like I've been knighted by the queen. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. The queen of feeling fabulous is knighted is knighted you as a knight of feeling fabulous cuz you are out there and you're doing it and you're making a tremendous difference in people's lives. You know, I, you have so much um that you do and that you have to offer and I can tell it's coming from your heart. Um and it's not you're authentic with it. You know what I mean? And so it's a beautiful thing and because of that, I want you to share with all the listeners out there, how they can get 
more of you. If you if if you guys out there, if he's touched you in some way, you want a piece of him, you want to know how to get in contact with him, you want to know how to get his books, all that stuff. This is your time to listen. So early, tell us how can first of all they get any of your fabulous books or even that coaching CD um, series that you have to offer. How can they get that stuff? The easiest way is just to go to Early Jackson Coaching. Dot com. Now, folks, my name is really early, and that's spelled E-A-R-L-Y, just like early in the morning, earlyjacksoncoaching.com. That's my website from there. And I know a ton of your folks are on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, look me up on Facebook at Early Jackson or Life Coach Early Jackson. I put a ton, I believe, in giving away a lot of content, Rochelle. There's a ton of stuff on my website, podcast that you can listen to and kind of preview a CD before you order it. Um, but the, the biggest thing is just to subscribe and let's get plugged in and stay connected. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I thank you so very much from um, from my heart to yours and your fabulous honey um, that's, you know, that's there with you. Thank you guys so much for doing the work that you do and helping people, you know, that don't even realize that there is help for them and they feel stuck or whatever the case may be because you know you've you've got a fabulous thing going on here and <clears throat> and it really is just helping one person each day or at a time to recognize the great potential that they have within themselves and that they can too take their living to the next level and it, and it's a beautiful thing they don't have to be stuck and they have you know you to connect with to do that so you guys out there listening please Go to earlyjacksoncoaching.com to get any information with regards to any of his books, programs. If you want to reach out and touch him, I'm sure that you can contact him directly through his website. And then if you want to be a friend of his on Facebook, please, you know, just look him up, Early Jackson on Facebook, you know, in that search tool bar, I think that's what it's called, and um, mm-hmm. connect with him because I'm telling you, this 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 man is is doing great things in our world today, and we have so much ugliness going on, um, we don't hear about all the great things or the great people that we have in our world today. And so early, I'm putting you out there, uh, as, as, the kids, as the kids say, I'm putting you on flash. <laughs> I'm putting you out there, and, um, and I want everyone to just con- connect with you and, and contact you. And, again, I'm talking too much. So at this moment, I'm going to just say – Thank you again from the bottom of our heart for being a guest on Blissful Living. I really enjoyed our conversation. Who knows, I may get you back if I, you know, you never know. I'm all, always full of surprises. And <laughs> It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Completely my pleasure. Oh, and, and for you guys out there listening, um, I hope you enjoyed today's information. And I'm my fabulous guest, Early Jackson, the topic was just simply fabulous. And it will help you to reduce or eliminate the stresses in your life that you don't even know that has existed until you listen to this conversation today. And be sure to tune in next week for another Dynamite show Um, on Blissful Living. And as always, you know, I like to close you guys with a a beautiful message of I'm wishing you peace to your mind, tranquility to your spirit, and wellness, health and, and fabulous health and wellness. So, again, thank you all for listening. Have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day, and I hope to have you on uh, listening again next week. Take good care, everyone, and bye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And, of course, you'll want to come right back here next week. 
for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.